Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Davana, and today's episode is all about the self-worth assignment. Self-worth and success are strongly tied together because self-worth is the value that we place on ourselves as individuals. So before the CEO, before the parent, before the sister, the daughter, whatever, who do you value yourself as as an individual? And then that value is closely tied to our confidence, our self-esteem, and our sense of purpose. When we have a positive sense of self-worth, we are more likely to set and achieve goals, take risks, and pursue our passions with determination and resilience. So stay tuned as I dive into this assignment that you didn't even know you needed. let's dive right in. The reason why I have titled this an assignment is mainly because I am going to require you to work with me on this and you don't have to work with me directly, but this is going to be for you an interactive assignment to make sure that you're first accurately assessing yourself and having a positive sense of self-worth so that you can go out and do great things in your family and your business. I completely understand that 100% of entrepreneurship is, no, not 100, I'll say, because there are some people that can run on autopilot. So let's say at least 90% of it is your mindset. Because for those of us sometimes that can't even get out of our own heads, when we see a, a strategy work for someone and we know that success is often duplicated, if we just go out and do that same thing, why wouldn't it be successful, right? You know, McDonald's and a lot of the banks, a lot of the the restaurant stores, whatever, are franchises. So while the name itself is a popular company, when a person decides to buy in part of that franchise and go to a new location, they could very well be realizing that that location doesn't even receive that particular corporation well, and yet they still do it. It's because there's a sense of worth about a self-worth about them, a sense of self-belief that they have, and a sense of perseverance that they have to not be overcome by self-doubt. So this assignment is going to guide you through a series of steps and exercises to help you identify and eliminate habits that harm your self-worth. The reason why I love this is because you have to know that everyone has their own unique set of behaviors and habits. And everything works for everyone differently. Case in point, I was the child in school that got talks too much on everything. There was never a time where I didn't talk too much. There was never a time where I didn't have something to say, guys. And so years ago, this could have been looked at as whatever it was looked at. And had I not, you know, gone to an environment where my voice was, you know, reignited, I'll say, unsilenced, unmuted. Who knows? I could be somewhere sitting thinking that my voice is an aggravation, an irritation, an abomination, according to those progress report guys. I got my butt tore up for some of them reports. And here I am today talking, 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 podcasting. So I only say that to say that maybe even some of the things that you were told when you were younger were your worst attributes, your worst characteristics, or even your weaknesses, maybe you have been someone that's been running from those things. In fact, your life and your calling is in that all along. 
Or maybe you're someone that's not running from those things, but maybe not 100% confident in how you operate in those abilities now, given the fact that you've had no training, no questions, I don't know. So that's why we're doing this assignment today, right? We're gonna work together. So first, I want you to identify some of the habits that harm your self-worth. And I'm gonna work through this with you so I'll be able to give you some practical examples. What I also love about this assignment is that it comes with a worksheet. The link to this worksheet is going to be in this episode's description. If you are interested in filling out the worksheet and kind of working with me through this, click that link and you'll be taken right to it, okay? So identifying habits that harm our self-worth. Let's think about some habits and behaviors that we engage in daily. And are there any that may be contributing to a negative sense of self-worth? Oh my gosh, I have some of the most amazing examples. I want to filter them in my head really quickly to make sure that they're not too on the money to out there. Um, But I'm going to give you some examples so that you can think about in the meantime. So examples of some habits that may be contributing to a negative sense sense of self-worth in you may be one, comparing yourself to others. You know, when we get online and we see business owners or maybe people you went to school with or people you you're in your family and you see them posting great things. And if you are someone that compares yourself in any way, and we're not talking jealousy. I, I don't have a podcast for people that are jealous and bitter and evil. So I'm, I'm talking to the good people here. I'm talking to the people that have great hearts, but even still sometimes you find yourself asking, why aren't I further along? Why don't I have this? And it's not in a comparison to another person, it's to a circumstance. Yeah, five years ago, you would have thought you would have had that by now. So comparing yourself to others or even comparing yourself to your old self, those are things that could absolutely contribute to a negative sense of self-worth. How about when we put ourselves down? This is so much more common than you realize, guys. Like almost every consultation I have, I am speaking with someone who possibly puts themselves down in a way. And I have to remind them to give themselves grace. You weren't born with this. I mean, and even if you were born into it, things are a lot different now. So give yourself some grace. You don't have to be the one to talk down on yourself, especially when everyone else in the world will do that for you without a problem. Engaging in negative self-talk. So, and I know this sounds crazy, but even when you say little things like, oh, you know, if, if even if it's about your weight, if it's about your bank account, if it's about your finances, I hear this one so often, I can't get a score. I can't get a paydex score. I'm just not going to get it. I have a brand new business. I can't corporately lease. Those things are so negative and contributing to the low sense of self-worth that you have, which ultimately reflect on your business. Because the thing is, opportunity is everywhere. The things that we're doing, the reason why you came to my podcast, this is not a regulated entity. Airbnb is not something that's regulated and government authority, and we have rules and protocols. You can do this thing any way that you want to. You can go in and Airbnb experiences with no property. You can go in as peer space and only rent hourly at your own property, okay? You can go Airbnb friendly and live in one of the units and or one of the rooms and rent out the other one so that your rent is covered. This is up to you. But if you are someone that engages in negative self-talk, 
and has a a lower sense of self-worth than we would like to see, then you may find yourself not even thinking about those viable, profitable opportunities because you don't feel something. Another thing that we do that actually harms our sense of self-worth is avoiding difficult conversations. I can even give you an example in business. Let's say there was a property that you saw and you reached out to the property owner and they're like, okay, cool. Um, I just want to go over what you would like to be using the Airbnb for. Can you speak to me today in about 10 minutes? I know about 10 people that would be like, no, not 10 minutes, 10 hours. Yes. 10 days. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know, not 10 minutes, right? Because immediately, I don't know what goes through a person's head. It could be anxiety. It could be fear. It could be self-doubt. I don't know what it is, but those things that go through avoiding difficult conversations and difficult don't always mean bad. I didn't, I purposely did not name anything bad because, you know, I think we all have a sense of anxiety or feelings when we're talking about something bad, but difficult just means it's just a little harder to explain. Take those difficult conversations head on because it is in those conversations that you learn who you are and what you're made of. That's important for your sense of self-worth to know who you are and what you're made of. Okay, next, making decisions based on fear. Oh my gosh, this is like my pet peeve, all right? Now, I am an an impulsive person, so I told you guys I'm gonna relate to you a little bit. But one thing I am not is fear driven. So if I see a business opportunity and I and I'm a very analytical person guys, I remind you every time Albert Einstein was a Pisces, I'm a Pisces, okay? If I see that something is working in an area, a location, a region, and I have analytics to support that, I have numbers to support that. Then I am not making a decision based off a feeling, I am making it based off of a fact. <laughs> it is a fact that properties in these areas profit this much, right? Making a decision based on fear would be because I don't believe my property will make this much. I don't do it. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why wouldn't it? What is the sense of self-worth that you have in yourself that has now transcended over to your business that makes you feel like something that is working for everyone else is now impossible for you? And how do we get to the bottom of that? All right. So then our next one, before we go to our next segment, is not taking risks, guys. You need to take risks. No risk, no reward. And here's my favorite thing about a risk. You know, risks can be calculated, right? My favorite thing in the world is a calculated risk. It's not you saying that this is success guaranteed. Risk just means that there's not 100% success guaranteed. There's a chance that you'll lose something. And risk doesn't mean you'll lose a lot. If someone even loses $10 in an investment, they consider that a risky investment. What a lot of other people start to think risky investment is when you lose hundreds and thousands of dollars. But guys, no, anything that has you at a loss is a risk. So that is why we use analytics, data, all the rooms, Air DNA, um, Bigger Pockets, Airbnb Profit Calculator. We utilize data so that we can make calculated risks. As 
property managers, as real estate investors, as business owners, we are completely understanding that there is a potential that we'll spend a lot of money. As business owners, we do that. We buy our LLC. We have to um, get that redone every year. We're paying bank fees. We're paying processing fees, Airbnb fees. We know how to pay. And we know that there's a risk that we may not always receive 100% of what we've put in. But once we use a calculated strategy, the goal is for that risk to potentially be contained to one month only, maybe even two weeks. After that, we're hoping that our strategies and our calculations are the things that see us through. So it's different to hope that the calculations work. We do that all the time, guys. When we are on a plane, we are praying and hoping that their calculations are working. Because if they are not, we'll have in a situation where we have recently where two planes collided in the air. So next, not setting boundaries. This is the final one for this segment, and this is a big one. If you do not set boundaries for yourself, for your family, for your business, that means that you're also not setting protocols. What we like to call them in corporate America is SOP, Standard Operating Procedures. What are your standard operating procedures for your life? What are your standard operating procedures for your company? These are things that you absolutely need to know in order to make the best outcome possible and have a high sense of self-worth. Now, I'm going to let you guys think about these for a few minutes along with that worksheet I put a link in, and I'm going to have some more information for you in the next segment. All right, so now that you have identified some of the habits that have been contributing to a negative self sense of self-worth within you... It is important to understand that the impacts that they have on your life is one that may not be reversible. And I mean that in a sense where opportunities are time bound. There are some seasons that will pass, opportunities that will pass, um, action items that we'll need to accomplish before a certain date that may pass that we do not handle in the way that we want to because of a low sense of self-worth. So that is why we're doing this so that we can get up, get active, and make sure that you're setting out the goals that you have for yourself, but that you understand those goals and that you align with those goals, okay? So when you took time to reflect on those things in particular, I want you to identify how they made you feel. I need you to also identify if they have affected your relationship, with people, your career or entrepreneurship journey, and your overall well-being. After you analyze those things, I want to give you some things that can help to overcome those habits. And life is all about learning how to overcome habits. As long as we're alive, we've all heard the things, oh, it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. Well, there's a lot of 21 days left in us, God willing. So we want to make sure that we're developing strategies that help us along the way. So that no matter if we have, I don't know, a bad month, we don't revert back to those old strategies, okay? So after we talk about our habits, these are new ones that we're going to, the, the the current habits are the things that have possibly led to a sense of low self worth. 
these new habits, like practicing positive self-talk, word swap affirmations. I've dropped a list of 32 word swap affirmations in the Airbnb with the Facebook group for you to look at and immerse yourself in and begin to get comfortable with switching those words out so that we're not always talking so negatively. Setting realistic goals, guys. One of the best ways to overcome a low sense of self-worth is to have a clear-cut goal set out before you and begin to take steps to achieve it. That is called a SMART goal, something specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-bound. So we all know that the Airbnb with Deep pre-launch planner is the ultimate source for those of you that may not yet have a business plan or a plan In that planner, we list page after page after page of ways that you can list SMART goals for your own Airbnb or your own business. So it would be very awesome for you to take a look at that. The link for that will also be in this episode's description. Challenging negative thoughts. This is a favorite one of mine. One of the ways that I challenge negative thoughts is with analytics, with data. Because I too have thoughts, guys. When I look at new areas, when I think about opening and expanding, I have thoughts too like, oh my gosh, do I feel like doing this? What if I don't want to do this anymore? And then I literally find out a way to challenge those negative thoughts are with analytics, raw data. See, then it quickly shows me that there are people in an area successful doing something. So this can be done. But it then makes me say, Devana, do you feel like doing it? And if I don't feel like doing it, then my issue is not negative thoughts. It's lazy or self-sabotaging. We have to deal with that on another end, right? But a negative thought, how do you challenge your negative thoughts? I challenge my negative thoughts with facts as well as words from my friends. I will call someone so quickly to challenge something, but also I have gone through a process internally with because I am in alignment with God's purpose for me and because I know who I am and because I know where I've come and because I'm excited about where I'm going, I can easily challenge negative thoughts that may arise, okay? Practicing mindfulness. This is important to do this every day, daily. Stay mindful, stay aware, stay excited about the goal that you've set before you guys. Just stay everything that you need to be, but more importantly, stay mindful because it truly does pay you to stay present in the moment. Seeking support from friends and family. This is an awesome one. If you are someone that needs a little bit of a push and you need encouragement, if it's in business, I tell you to get a mentor because honestly, guys, some of us do ourselves a disservice when we try to get business advice from our grandmothers and our mothers and our, you know, I listen, I have consulted with many people. I have been there. I have been you. But I've also been at the point where I realized that there's only so much that a person that has not necessarily traveled this road can tell me about the path along the way. And so while we value and respect the opinion of those that we love, we also know that there's a difference between an opinion and someone speaking from experience, fact, and, and wisdom in that way. So when you seek support from your family and friends, 
make sure it's for stuff personal. If you're looking for business support, validation in your business, you need to be going to a coach because you cannot ask someone that has not done what you're trying to do if you're doing it right, okay? And also seeking professional help. This is my favorite one and my final one. The reason why seeking professional help is so important is because your life is unique. The things you've overcome, the things you've experienced, the things you've gone through, just like your fingerprint, just like a snowflake, there are no ones that are the same. So it would be impossible for someone to believe that blanketed advice, advice that they read out of an ebook, advice that they read offline is always specifically crafted for them. You may feel spoken to, you may feel heard, you may feel seen in those things, but you deserve for someone to know the real you. And sometimes that's someone we can only be with in, at a therapist's office, guys, I know. Sometimes you can only be that way with a certain family member where they can see every raw part of you and you don't care about being vulnerable, about them, vulnerable around them because you get nothing but love and support. If you have that, that is not only so beautiful, but it's rare. So I want to you, I want to remind you to have gratitude for that. But if you don't have it, guys, it's okay. You can get it. And make sure that as you're seeking professional help, that you're also seeking those that are qualified to talk to you along the way. Um, and I'll just end it with this really briefly because, of course, I always give my story, my background, but... The reason why seeking those to help you or seeking, when you're seeking help, make sure you're actually going to those that are qualified to do so. The word qualified, it doesn't mean they have a doctor degree. It doesn't mean they've gone to school for something else. It means that you've taken an assessment, you've taken an inventory list of your personal triggers, your personal traumas and experiences. And that, that could be surface. Keep in mind, the reason why you're getting help is to dive deeper, but let's talk about surface. At the very least, the person that you're speaking to should know how to work through those. Now, through working through those, that surface list you have, you'll go deeper, you'll go deeper, I promise you. But at the very least, any help, any support that you're looking for, write a surface list and make sure that they scratch it. If they at least scratch the surface, then then you know that you're somehow in the right company for a qualified person to give you the experience they may, that may actually benefit you. But we don't do things that are not beneficial. So that's why I wanted to tell you that, okay? So I want you to think about everything we talked about today and sum it all up with taking action. You've identified the habits that could potentially harm your self-worth, and now you're developing strategies to overcome them. So it's time to take action. I want you to think about the strategies that you've developed in the previous step and decide which one you're focused on first. You don't have to do everything at once. It's not a race. It's not a, what is it? What do they say? It's not a race, it's a marathon. I don't even think it's a marathon because you don't have to run. It's a path. It's a journey. Sometimes you'll walk. Sometimes you'll run. You may duck, but we're not crawling, y'all. We're not doing that because it's 2023. We don't have to crawl no more. But there are some things that you'll have to do to make this journey better for yourself. And I am completely 100% confident that you'll be able to do this along the way. 
I thank you so much for listening in to the self-worth protection assignment. I want you to click the link so that you're able to be taken to the worksheet. And I thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.